Hello, nerds. Curtis here from the Nerds in Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now, here's the thing. You know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you got to go in there. People are looking at you like, why is this guy in here? Why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing, too. It's super cheap because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors to check out, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or fling of the week is. So remember, guys, go to adamandeve.com today. Check them out. Buy something cool. and Get sexy. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies wait 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 don't leave don't leave please i could use your help take this quarter go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face good day to you madam have you been single for far too long are you out of touch with the dating game regardless of your plight we're here to help Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find us at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks for asking. It's um, winter here in Vancouver, so kind of getting a little chilly. It's winter here, too. I'm sure for you guys, winter is like you go from one type of short to the other now, right? Like, cause I yeah yeah. So, well, actually, so, now today it's it's well, it's cold right now. It's 53, which oh, I know wow. isn't cold for you. No, but we'll probably get the fire pit cranked up tonight. And it, it's all about what you get used to, too, right? Like at a certain point, you know, it may not sound very uh you know cold or warm for some people but like mm-hmm. you get used to a certain temperature right like that's why anytime i've ever been to florida i'm always like how do people deal with this it's always so hot it doesn't matter what time of well, the year i go it always seems like it's just hot and humid there but, well summer is really hot mm. that's it's really hot so yeah. but you know i've lived here since i was 10 so I've, I've gotten used to it but i read a study that you your blood actually does thin out that oh. you have less lipids in your blood when you live in the south. I go. think that's what the st- that you actually feel colder hmm. because of that. There or I go. totally misinterpreted that study. But um, yeah, you have, you have less. Your blood actually thins out. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Well, let us know, listeners, at mailbag at three 
is 53 degrees Fahrenheit hot or cold for you? Let us know. Um, <laughs> and, and if you're in summer right now, let us know too, because that's pretty cool, because that means we're reaching people below the equator. Yeah, you know, uh, we were talking before we started recording about how I'm going to Mexico in a couple months, and it's always so odd because in my mind, um, we're going in, like, yeah, February, and in my mind, I'm always like, it's going to be so cold because in my mind, I'm like, you know, oh. here, here it's cold. So then you get down there, you realize it's in the middle of summer, basically, for them down there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you brought, like, your parka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I brought my hoodie, guys. I'm ready to bundle up. And they're, they're like, sir, it's, like, at least 35 degrees Celsius here. I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> What's that, 75? I think so. Around that, yeah. Oh, I'm getting so good at math now. Right? Yay. I always have to <laughs> Google it. I'm always like. Can I, can I, nah, I gotta Google this. I'm, I'm so bad at that. Same with time zones. Yeah. Actually, time zones I'm getting better at. Time zones I used to be the worst at. Somebody could tell me like, hey, let's have a chat at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I was like, what? But now I, I, I get it. I know it now, pretty much. You're like, oh, that's the same time on the Pacific Coast. Yeah. <laughs> then you get there at <laughs> 6 and they're not even there. You're like, huh, I thought they would be here. Right. Jerks. <laughs> Uh, but you know who are yeah, not so jerks? Irresponsible. You know who are not jerks? The listeners of this podcast. That's for sure. They are very wonderful people. And we have a return email. Yes. We always say, hey, let us know how our things are going. And it's a rare treat when somebody does. But before we get to that, uh, people can check you out at stephaniesarkis.com. And also this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Uh, also, I'll mention it at the end of the show, but I thought I'd just mention it here too. This will be the last episode of 2018. We're going to take a bit of a break and come back in 2019. So um, just FYI, if you plan on emailing us with a question, it, at this point going forward, it won't be answered until the usually i think we come back like usually a week into january so like the 7th or 8th or something like that so if you do email just maybe yeah you have some expectations that, that won't be answered right away but we'll definitely answer it upon our return so uh yeah, but last, everybody's having good holidays yeah gonna have a good holiday hopefully you had someone to smooch on new year's eve or you know you found something fun to do um, but alas, we're going to help as many people as we can, including Derek. He says, nerds, after having been single for nearly nine months, I'm finally dating again. Been dating this girl for almost three weeks now. She's very nice, but one thing bothers me. She keeps comparing me to her, to her exes. For instance, we were watching a movie and she tells me that her ex thought or what her ex thought of the movie, or when I cook or something, she compares my cooking style to another ex. It's starting to irritate me. I tolerated it just due to the fact that I assumed it was a comfort thing for her as we got to know each other. And I can't see myself continuing with this. Thoughts on what to do, Derek? Well, Derek, it's not okay with you, regardless of why she's doing it. I mean, the reason I was thinking, and you didn't really ask why she's doing it, but it could be that she feels comfortable enough talking with you and she doesn't have an emotional attachment to her exes at all. So it's not a big deal. It could be that it's the beginning of, it's kind of a pink flag that she's comparing you to her, to her ex, especially if the ex winds up like she's like, oh, well, my ex can cook so well, not like you. That's a problem. But it could be she just feels comfortable. Um, and it could be that she just maintains friendships with her exes, so it's no big deal. But yeah. it doesn't matter because it bothers you. Yeah. So you, know, you could talk with her about it. We always talk about being open and honest. And, and I think sometimes when this situation comes up, people are concerned that they're going to look possessive 
but I think this is it's happened enough and you you've been on there what three weeks and you've already noticed that this is an issue. So it's probably one of those things you, you wanna nip in the bud mm-hmm. and see what she says when you start bringing it up. Yeah. And if you yeah. and I think it could be something like, Hey, I know you bring your exes up, you know, sometimes and I don't know, I, I feel kinda insecure and and then see what her response is. And I think that'll tell you whether you wanna stay in the relationship or not. Yeah. No, I, I, you don't mention in the email, Derek, whether you've brought it up with her or not. But the thing is, too, is ultimately if somebody is doing something that is irritating you or is ultimately becoming an issue for you, whether it's a red flag or a pink flag, you know, either way, you should bring it up with the person, especially if you want to work with this person. Uh, you know, it's always kind of that idea of the weighted argument like how is everything else going if everything else is going well and this is your sort of one issue i would say bring it up if you're seeing a bunch of other issues then you know obviously this may just be one issue of plenty others that you have it doesn't sound like this is the case so i would say if that truly is the case then yeah might be good to just bring it up with her and see what she says uh you know i think it's good to let her know how you feel about it and how it comes across to you and you know i'm sure you can maybe figure out why you know maybe she keeps bringing it up uh maybe she feels like she has to or maybe she does so out of yeah comfort for herself or maybe she's just sort of you know figures hey this is what people talk about like there's really a multitude of reasons as to why she might be bringing this up but you just want to figure out you know why and maybe find a way to sort of replace that comfort that she gets with it with something else uh if that's the case and you know basically just sort of substitute that negative thing that she's kind of relying on if it she truly is with something that's healthier for both of you Mm -hmm. i think it's always okay to bring up something that bothers you it doesn't have to make sense to you yeah what i mean or it and it's okay if it doesn't bother the other person because, again, your feelings are valid. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So, all right. Uh, do you want to read Haley's email? Sure. Haley says, Nerds, I've been with this guy for almost two months and it's been a casual friends with benefits type deal. Meanwhile, I was still looking around. He was aware of this. And I met another guy who I want to be serious with. I started to see the friends with benefits guy less and focus on this new guy as things were going well. He's been texting me and I'm assuming she means friends with benefits. So the friends with benefits have been texting me asking me when he'll see me again. From where I stand, we are essentially done, but I'm not sure how to tell him this in a way that won't hurt his feelings, but will also ensure he gets the, the, the point. Haley. Haley, sometimes pe- feelings are going to get hurt. Um, I think that that's sometimes why people ghost people is we don't like hurting people's feelings, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, if you guys have had this friends with benefits thing and, you know, it seems like it's, it's never just friends with benefits for at least one person in this arrangement, yeah. but he, you might hurt his feelings, but, but the other alternative is what you're just going to like ignore him. That's not nice either. So um, you might just want to get to the point and say, Hey, that you're in a relationship. And that should be pretty clear. I wouldn't add like, but but maybe we can be friends or we can stay friends, and because that that's just not possible for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And also, it's giving the idea that maybe you're not done with it. So you want to just be firm and say, "Hey, I met somebody, and I wish you the best." Yeah. I think in a lot of cases like this too, um, ghosting or anything really where we sort of leave that ambiguity 
it sort of leaves open for a lot of opportunities for people to misinterpret why you no longer want to make contact with them. And Mm -hmm. from the sounds of it, Haley, this is nothing personal against this person that you're having a friends or you had a friends with benefits situation with. So you really have no, there's no, nothing here that tells me you should not tell him because there's nothing that he did wrong. It's more so on you and not in a negative way either. It's just your needs have changed. Your needs when you maybe initially saw this guy were more focused on a friends with benefits type situation. And now you're wanting a relationship and you found somebody that more appropriately suits your now current needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've done nothing wrong. And I think he's done nothing wrong either. And I think what you want to do is let him know in a way of saying like, hey, this is nothing to do with you. You know, my needs have changed and subsequently, you know, what I'm looking for in a partner has changed. Uh, And let him know basically, because if you ghost him or mishandle it in a number of different ways, it could come across like maybe this this is this person's fault. And I think that's when you're gonna get, um, you know, hurt feelings where, you know, it's like, hey, you know, uh, this is, you know, you tell him, hey, you know, I just don't want to see you anymore. You don't say anything else. He's going to go, well, was it something I did? Was it something I said? So you want to just let him know, hey, no, things have changed. Uh, you know, I no longer kind of have those feelings for you that I did before, but I do now want to be with this other person. There's ways to do this and be respectful for both parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you've laid out everything here that tells me at least that, you know, you can tell him the truth and just say, hey, my needs have changed. And I've found somebody who better fits these new needs. You'll be fine. Um, and if somebody doesn't do, you know, respect that, I mean, that's unfortunate. But that's really nothing on you. You've done the best that you can do, and you know, eventually they'll, uh, you know, come to accept the terms and move on with their life. And if they're not okay with it, you just have confirmation that you did the right thing. Exactly. So, yeah. And the other thing too is friends with benefits always kind of you're right, kind of lend themselves to, you know, not everybody always 100% feels the same. So, uh, you know, maybe this is a, a case where it was a friends with benefits situation and maybe this person now feels like there's more to it than that. But, you know, mm-hmm. at that point too, you've also felt like this person's more of a friends with benefits than in a relationship. So um, obviously it's not mutual. And if that's the case, you, you know, there's nothing wrong there. You know, in order for a relationship to work, the feeling has to be mutual. So... No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I just started coughing. <laughs> I was thinking that Haley is going to contact. Like Haley, you probably been like thinking me up at night. You probably just text him like, "Hey, I don't think it's going to work out." He's probably like, "Cool, okay," <laughs> and yeah. that'll be it. <laughs> I'm really hoping that this guy probably is just like, "Oh, whatever, okay," you know? Right. Yeah. Right. It's just there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Some people are just like that, so. Yeah. All right. Next email is from Jody. Jody says. Nerds, I started seeing this guy last year, and six months in, we moved in together. Then, around two weeks ago, he stops coming home. I haven't seen him. I asked friends and family. They don't know. Reported him missing to the authorities. Thing is, though, not too sure what to do for myself. Our lease is up soon, and I'm thinking I should just put his stuff into storage and have his family take care of it. Uh, But not sure if that's what people would do in this case. We haven't heard from him at all. Not too sure what he would want, obviously. Jody. This is Jody, very, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this sounds is, pretty traumatic. Yeah, it's a very odd case. I've, you know, just to have somebody sort of disappear like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't even begin to fathom how that would, you know, be something that anybody could really process and take in. That's crazy. Um, right. Yeah. And Jody, if you need to talk to somebody about it, that's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah. And upsetting. Yeah. Sure. And now you, now you're moving, so I'm assuming that that you want to live in a smaller place, maybe, or you found a roommate and you're and you're moving. But um, the first idea I came up with is. Yeah, let his parents know you're putting his stuff in storage. Maybe pay it for a month, then have um, them take over the storage payments, and then they can uh, just take care of it from there. That's a similar situation to what I recommend for people that are going through a rough breakup, and there's been an issue with possible domestic violence stuff, mm -hmm. uh, that you put their stuff in storage, and you pay it for a month, and then give it to them. Or if they refuse to move their stuff out, and mm -hmm. you have to move. So... I know this isn't the same situation, but Similar. I think it also depends on legally what you can do. Yeah. Um, and there is next of kin. So I'm assuming mm -hmm. it would be appropriate to give them the key to the storage unit. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with sort of, yeah, maybe just obviously too. I mean, Jody, you're going through quite a bit at this time, but this family must understandably be too. Right. So, um, I think what would be a real sort of healthy approach to this would be, yeah, to maybe, um, cover a month or maybe even two months if you're being generous of mm -hmm. yeah storage for these items, give the family time to make those arrangements. The worst thing you could do is just put into storage and say, it's your problem now. Uh, give them a couple months to maybe sort of find out what they want to do with it. Maybe they want to continue keeping things in storage. Maybe they have some place on their own property that they can store these things. Either way, maybe just kind of cover that first month or two and give them the time to sort of appropriately find what to do with this person's things. Uh, I can understandably see why you would want to move too. I mean, if this person has a key, you don't know where that key is. That was kind of my main thought was like, oh, I think about that. That's true. Yeah. Like if this person's gone, you don't know the key. So the security of the actual place is now in question. So, um, that was my first thought. I'm like, yeah, I can totally understand why you would want to move out. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. As for his stuff. Um, yeah, you know, find a place to store it in and, you know, maybe, like I said, you know, probably one month would be, you know, the, the most sort of acceptable if you wanted to do mm -hmm. two, that might be good to give them some extra time, but I don't think, you know, you're really necessarily required to. And I mean, let's be honest, you're not really required to do either, but it is a nice thing to do just so that you're not making a stressful experience for them even more stressful. Um, you know, you want to try to help these people out too at, in a time of need. Um, and I was even thinking too, Jody, that it might be a good idea just to check with an attorney, just do a free consultation mm -hmm. about it, uh, just to find out, you know, what your obligation is to his stuff, because he is still on the lease. And I don't know what the laws are where you live as far as what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. So and I'm sure if you called his parents, they would help take care of it. But just in case they don't, you want to know what you within the law can do because you also don't want to get in trouble legally so yeah and uh maybe check with your lease on what they say with stuff like that um mm -hmm. but yeah if your lease and, is and how much stuff is it is it enough stuff mm -hmm. that you can reasonably store it if you mm -hmm. can then maybe go ahead and do that but then again that gets tricky too because then are you going to call them like let's say another six months he's still not back yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, I, then it might be even more uncomfortable to contact them. But I'm, I'm assuming they would completely understand that you're I moving. Mean, yeah. It's and if they don't and they're upset, 
there's not much you can do anyway. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they're obviously hurting. So Mm -hmm. I think too, there's going to be some understanding that, you know, the family at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if Jody mentions how long they've been dating. Oh, I think six, it says that they were together. She started seeing him last year in six months and we moved in yeah. together. So they've been living together six months. And then two weeks ago, he stopped coming home. Yeah. I mean, legally speaking, I don't know if really, you know, them being together for two or six months and moving in two weeks ago really necessarily or no i guess six months i think they lived together for six months yeah i mean i you know that's not at the end of the day this family's been you know with this person for a lot longer so i think ultimately Mm -hmm. and you know if this person does come back where do you think the first place he's going to go to is probably his family i don't know if this person if they come back would necessarily expect you jody to still be waiting around for him so i think it probably makes more sense to have you know, the responsibilities with the family. Um, and I think even too, I mean, you know, regardless of what they may think of the situation, I think they would ultimately, you know, accept that. Yeah. They're, they're going to be partially responsible for this as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just in a weird case like this, like somebody has got to kind of pick up that responsibility at least until this person gets back. And I'm sure when they, when he comes back, there'll be a stern talking to, I'm sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and as for yourself, I mean, if you do, you know, need to talk to somebody, definitely I would recommend that you do so. I mean, this is obviously a very stressful time for you, very peculiar. Uh, you know, when anybody dates somebody or moves in with them, I don't think this is anything that really pops up in anyone's mind that this person would just disappear. And obviously we don't know the nature as to why this person disappeared. You know, maybe they decided they just wanted to get away from things for a while or maybe there's something more malicious at play. But either way, I mean, you should probably go uh, get some, you know, find someone to talk to for yourself, um, right. you know, to kind of see it's, if there's anything that you sort of need resolved before you move on. And Jody, it sounds like you've kind of come to terms with the fact that he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in case that you feel like you still want to know what's going on, I'm thinking the police could ping his phone, right? Yeah. I mean, is that possible? Or if but I, it sounds like phone. Jody's kind of, it sounds like you've kind of come to terms with the fact that maybe this is a, maybe he's done this kind of thing before. I don't know. I kind of get that impression that like, I would have imagined that we've tried these things already. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the best Jody for sure. Yeah. Um, let us know how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, do you want to read Brian's email? Sure. Oh, I didn't take notes on Brian. Oh, you did? I just totally skipped him. No, I didn't. I didn't see it before. Oh. So, Brian, I'm giving you an off-the-cuff answer because I didn't write down my answer before because usually I write down my answers. So, nerds, I'd spend a sign going to Virginia this Christmas to visit my girlfriend's family. This is my first real relationship. Not sure how to address her family. Should I be afraid? Should I get them a gift? I have no clue. Brian, Brian, should you be afraid? Have they done anything that you would, you would be afraid of them? And I'm not laughing at you. It's just... I. I think it's a natural I'm, sort of I'm trepidation. Sure, like he opens the door and they're all like monsters. <laughs> yeah. But should you be a little nervous? Sure. Yeah, I think that's totally normal. I that think, means that yeah. you are you care about the impression you're giving. Yeah. And you can ask her, hey, what's your family like? Do they have any, you know, traditions they do? 
Um, I think it's always nice when you're invited to someone's house to get them a gift, like maybe a bottle of wine or, you know, again, you want to find out like if, if they're teetotalers, they don't drink. It's probably not appropriate, but um, you can bring like some, like get some baklava or something and you can tell I love baklava, but um, you know, just get, <laughs> I'm thinking that's not culturally like what other people do, but um, just, yeah, bring them some food and just assume it's going to be kind of awkward yeah. and that's okay. And they've all known each other forever and you're the new person. Yeah. But think about it this way. When you first meet them, that's probably going to be going to be. And once you get past that point, you're mm-hmm. so have fun. Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind too, Brian, in cases like this is that your girlfriend obviously knows both of you very well. And would obviously I would assume not even bother introducing you to if she didn't feel like you guys at least on a very basic level wouldn't get along so should you be afraid no i mean you wouldn't be getting this far if there was going to be a potential issue i mean if you were a trump supporter and they were like all pure democrats or whatever then yeah you know like probably you know your your girlfriend would filter that through and go probably not a good idea to introduce brian to mom and dad uh that being said you know um I feel like you sort of naturally have that filter through your girlfriend and she would obviously not be taking you this far unless she felt like there was at least some, you know, sort of something there to sort of have you guys all bond over. Um, In cases like this too, it's always good to maybe ask your girlfriend like, Hey, is there anything I should know about your family to kind of reduce on any surprises? Obviously, you know, you're getting to know these people for the first time. Uh, you know, anything that you can sort of find out about them beforehand, maybe negative or otherwise would be good to sort of help you kind of prepare mentally just for Mm -hmm. yourself, mainly more than anything. Just so, you know, if you do encounter somebody who, I don't know, just says, hey, we all got to make America great again, then you can be like, okay, she told me that Uncle Bob would do this, right? So you can kind of prepare yourself mentally for these kind of things. Um, As for whether you should get them a gift, it's always a good idea to get a gift. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have to be anything fancy, uh, you know, if you're legal drinking age and I'm assuming they are as well, that you can always get wine or something like that. It's always a good gift to get, uh, especially if you know what they're having for dinner, you can get an appropriate wine. Um, you know, otherwise, yeah, getting like some kind of food that you can bring or something else that you guys can munch on would be a good idea. Um, Mm -hmm. Or even something that's local, because you say that you're going to Virginia, so I'm guessing you're not from Virginia, so maybe something that's from your local area would always be a good idea as well. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you're you're fine. You're, I think nervousness can be a healthy thing sometimes. Like mm-hmm. your anxiety that you're showing shows that ultimately you are you have some concerns, and I don't think concerns have to always necessarily be a negative. Your concerns are more so like, you know, how are things all going to go? But I feel mm-hmm. like again, things are going to go well as long as you're yeah. kind of you prepare yourself, you think of these things ahead of time, you'll be fine. Right, and the fact that you messaged us about it means that you're invested in it going well. So that's good. So you're already kind of halfway there. And I always tell people to reframe uh, anxiety and nervousness as excitement because it's the same physiological response. And if you frame it as excitement, it really changes your whole viewpoint on things. And I think it makes it much less stressful for people Yeah. when they sure. label it excitement instead. Mm-hmm. For sure. So good luck. Yeah, good luck, Brian. Yeah. All right. Next up is Charlene. Charlene says, nerds, I emailed you back in June. I'm 16 and I've been dating my dad's coworker who is 24. I am pregnant with my coworker's child. 
or with, with his coworker's child. I'm legally allowed to date him. You are wondering that. I'm no longer dating him, and I'm planning to raise my son with my mom and my dad, and I plan to go to school and save to buy a place for me and my son in 10 years or so. How should I bring this up when or if I get back into dating? Do people generally care if you have a child these days, Charlene? How do you bring it up? You just say, I have a son. Yep. I don't think you need to get into any kind of other detail, but I think it's it's appropriate to say that you have a son yeah. um, because that's a big part of your life. And otherwise, bringing it up later, I think we, we had an email where the person didn't bring it up till later and it was it kind of eroded a lot of trust in the relationship. Uh, and also, um, is part of it too that you don't want to say you live with your mom and dad because there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it's totally okay that you're living with your parents. So, uh, and um, do people generally care if you have a kid these days? Depends on the person. Yeah, you are going to meet people, unfortunately, that say this is this isn't for me. Um, but you say okay, you you weeded them out early. So, yep. um, you know, it really depends on the person. Now, eventually, if you do online dating you can put on there that you have a kid and you can put on there also that you're interested in dating people with kids or without kids even. Uh, so that kind of narrows down on running into situations with people that want to date someone without kids. So, mm-hmm. so I think you're gonna be fine. Yeah. I think the big thing too is, yeah, just, um, you know, we have, we, we sometimes get into that situation where we give too much information and then other times where we don't give enough information. So really mm-hmm. what you need to think of is what information do I need to give this person? Like, do you need to tell him specifics as to why or, you know, around your pregnancy around like, who's the father of your child and all that? No, I mean, that's not really required information. I would say required information, at least for what you need to bring up with somebody is that, yeah, you do have a child or that you are pregnant. Um, you know, that's really the very, very, like, that's really all you should tell somebody and maybe just, you know, tell them like, Hey, this is a big part of my life. Understandably, if you're not, you know, okay with that, that's fine, but it's part of my life. And if you put it in your profile and phrase it along those lines, then most people will at least pick up on that. And if somebody isn't okay with it, They'll go right away, well, this is obviously big for this person and it's not, you know, something I'm okay with. I'll move on with my life. So you'll weed out a lot of the people who uh, don't care. But I find generally speaking, you'll find people don't like it's not a big deal for them whether you have a child or not. Um, And then, you know, obviously, if you meet somebody over time, you may want to share more details about it. But you don't need to share things right away. I think it's a case where sometimes we give too much information and sometimes we don't give enough a lot of times it, there's a middle ground where all you have to do is just give, you know, some basic information and then leave them to sort of ask questions later on that you ultimately feel com- comfortable asking or answering. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do that right away. You can just give some very basic information and talk about the rest if you feel comfortable down the road. Right. Now, if you're dating when you're pregnant, yeah, people are going to obviously ask questions. Yeah. Uh, and you can just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm no longer with my baby's father. That's, that's all you have to say. Yep. And leave it at that. Yep. All right. Last email is from Joseph. Joseph says, Nerds, this may be a stupid question. There's no such thing. But how should I handle paying or not paying for a date? I always seem to mess it up and cause some awkwardness. How best to handle this, Joseph? I, my general rule is if you ask, then you pay. Mm. And that's it. So I, I'm not sure particularly that 
you've done something that's awkward. My guess is it probably isn't awkward to the other person. Maybe you're being tough on yourself. Um, if you want to go Dutch and split it, you say that right when you ask somebody out. You just say, hey, how about we go out and yeah, we, we go Dutch. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't know what that means, I mean, it's possible um, that you just say, well, I figure we could each pay our own ways and, and just let that be known in the beginning. I don't know. What do you think, Kurt? I think uh, it's always good to prepare to pay either way. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. You know, we like I think there's been a few emails where someone was like, they couldn't pay and the other person had to step up and pay. Like, it's always good to go in prepared that you may have to pay for both yourself and the other person. And it's always good to, I think where maybe the awkwardness may be coming from is when the check comes to the table. And if he's not going for it immediately and they're not going for it immediately, then mm -hmm. I could see how that could be a little awkward. What's always good to do is to at least reach for the check and, you know, kind of, assert like hey i'm going for this check like i'm gonna pay this uh if the person says hey you know i'd rather go dutch or don't worry about it i got it then you can kind of go from there but at least you know when the check comes just go for it just go to grab it obviously you know mm -hmm. be prepared to pay for it again like don't just go reach for it and go all right this is cool i ain't paying this like make sure you've got the money and whatnot to pay for it obviously but reach for it and you know let them sort of respond with how they want to handle it from there they mm -hmm. may go i've had it even myself where i go reach for it and they say actually you know I, I appreciate you doing that but can we go dutch then you just say okay fine you know i respect that and you respect what they want some people do not like to have you pay for the date uh, and out of respect for them, it's good to respect what they want and to honor what they ask you. So if they say, hey, you know what, I actually would rather go Dutch, uh, you don't need to know the reasons why. Just respect it and say, okay, sure. But again, go in planning that you should be uh, paying for both you and the other person. And if they tell you otherwise, then you know respect it and go with that and go from there. Um, but if always you, bring more than one form of payment too, just in case. Yep. Cash is always the best way to go about doing it. But yeah, if you've got mm -hmm. to debit or credit, or you can even call the place ahead of time and ask them, Hey, what do you, what kind of forms of payment do you take? If you're really mm -hmm. not too sure. Um, or look it up online. Yeah. But really getting an idea, you know, like being prepared to pay and then respecting what that person says is going to leave with little to no awkwardness and it helps you sort of come across as very open-minded you know if you say well yeah sure you know if you want to go dutch i'm fine with that too then you know you don't again you don't need to know the reasons but ultimately you respect what that person ultimately uh wants to do uh and it comes across very well for you uh and i don't think you'll encounter any awkwardness like that uh you know i've both heard and seen of cases where you know the check comes and some you know person goes to go grab it and then the other person goes hey i'd rather go dutch and they go no 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 i have to pay for this don't be that person if somebody says they want to go dutch there's probably a reason uh you know maybe they're not feeling the date and they want to financially sort of abstain themselves from any kind of financial commitment or something like that or maybe you know they they feel like it should be equal. You know, again, you don't need to know the reasons. Just respect that and go with what they want. Um, but always be prepared to at least jump on it and you know grab it and go from there. And Joseph, I was also thinking too, if it's a budget issue, like um, you're wondering how you're going to be able to pay for dates if you're the one paying for it. 
I would recommend kind of just looking at your budget. If you don't have one yet, there are a lot of great budgeting apps and mm -hmm. maybe put a little bit of money in every month to pay for dating yep. because it can get a little expensive. So yep. uh, then you don't have to worry about who's going to pay for what because you'll have the money in the bank. Exactly. Budget out how much you want to spend on a date. Um, you know, even if you're not necessarily making a lot of money, you can still find restaurants that are within your budget where you can pay for both mm -hmm. yourself and the other person. It's it's definitely doable. And some um, of the best restaurants are low cost restaurants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, I had a date actually not too long ago and she wanted to go out for tacos. And I'm like, perfect, because tacos, you know, even with a drink will cost like 10 bucks. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that in a negative way, but I'm like, you know what? That's great. That's under my budget. Um, you know, so, you know, stuff like that is always a good thing. So, um, okay, we have a great taco place. It's pretty reasonable and it's amazing. So I think that's a great idea for a date. Yeah. Tacos is good, especially because the other thing too, to keep in mind with tacos is that tacos almost always have a good variety of uh, vegetarian options as well. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's true. Like you, like, uh, you can get like potato tacos if you're vegetarian stuff like that. So yeah, something to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, like there's definitely different budgets and obviously everyone's going to have different sort of tastes and things are into, but, uh, yeah, you know, generally speaking, if you go for the check and just respect whatever they ask of you, then you'll be fine. Um, it's when you start to be a little bit more either on the side of, you know, don't offering to pick up the check. I could see that being awkward. Or if you're insistent on paying for it, when the person has asked you to go Dutch, that's when you get that awkwardness. And I don't know if you fall into either category, but, um, you know, being assertive, but also respectful, that's the best way to go about doing it. So, but, uh, best of luck, Joseph. Uh, hopefully uh, you, you find a good balance there. And, hey, worst comes to worst, take them for tacos. Everyone loves tacos. There you go. For the most part. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And there's always stuff at a taco place that is not tacos. Yep. Like uh, so. bowls and fajitas and burritos. Mm -hmm. I personally am a very big uh, taco fan, but I also love a good burrito every so often. So. Oh, I love tacos. Oh. Yeah. I had a... I had a fish burrito actually not too long ago. That was delicious. Got, oh like, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. We kind of, we have quite a few of those. Work, so can't go wrong yeah. with a good fish burrito. That's for sure. So. No. And I got to give a shout out to Capital Tacos in my area because they are amazing. So if you're ever in the Tampa Bay area, make the trip out to go to Capital Tacos. Okay. I'm going to, and, and they can also sponsor us if they'd like to. Yes. <laughs> they want to send us for tacos. Everyone. We will not complain. <laughs> Right. I'm already <laughs> you're relishing in having my Shutter sponsorship, so you know I'll take tacos and horror movies. That's that's two. <laughs> oh, of my that's favorite right. Things. You are sponsored by Shutter now. Yeah, it's very yay. Yeah, I, you should tell everybody. You gotta plug it. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you go to Shutter.com, you sign up for a trial. You can use uh, a coupon code TremblePod, and you'll get an extra month for free. So. Yay! Congratulations too. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a, it's a big deal. Yeah, I won't. I won't bore the customers with the details, but it's it's very you know one of those things where you're like, I, I hope we get this one day, and then eventually you kind of earn your keep with them, and yeah, it's good. Yay! So, so we mentioned this at the top of the show, but this is the last episode of 2018. So. Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, you know. 
if you haven't already, maybe, you know, maybe throughout the year you're like, oh, I should leave them a review, but, you know, you always forget or something like that or slips the mind. Please leave us an iTunes or Google Play review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we're also on Spotify as well. Um, I failed to mention that on a few occasions, but yeah, we're on Spotify now. So uh, please, uh, you know, maybe in the weeks that we're off, uh, you can spend that time to maybe just leave us a quick iTunes review or Google Play or Spotify and let us know how we're doing. I've noticed lately we've kind of slowed down on getting the reviews, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but, uh, you know, I always figure you guys, uh, you know, definitely got something to say either way so let us know what you think uh and mailbag at threeingrunners.com for your questions and um yeah also check out uh, uh stuff over at stephaniesarkis.com yep and my podcast talking brains just yep. interviewed somebody that is a administrator of a facebook thousand people and he wow. talks about how he manages the relationships on that site which i think probably applies to a lot of people that are listening mm-hmm so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in the new year. I think uh, one of my goals for the new year with this podcast is to have some more guests on people who are, you know, experts, so to speak, in the field. So, am I not enough? No, no, Steph, I'm, I'm sick of you. I'm done with you. Just kidding. Actually, no, I'm the one that brings people on. So, I, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> no. no, it's good. That's, that's just a goal of mine. I'm like, you know what? 2019, we'll have some guests on. Not all the time. I think it's, you know, you don't need, always need to have guests on. Sometimes it's good to have that consistent voice. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we do in 2019. Yeah, or if anybody um, knows someone that's a, a mental health expert that you think would be good on a podcast, let us know. Yeah. And, you know, the nice thing is, is I remember last year, 20, you know, uh, 2017 or whatever, I was like, my goal is to have this podcast be a little bit more serious and not just old jokey all the time and look where it's gotten us. So. <laughs> and then you wound up with Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> Steph- be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why did I even, why did I even listen to the listeners on this one? No, just kidding. <laughs> You're like, I just need somebody nice and calm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, man, Steph's way too serious. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, we, 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 you know, we had, we had a little too serious and now we're, we're, we've got a good balance. So, but yeah, let yeah. us know what you think. And, uh, with that said, happy holidays and we'll see you all in 2019. Bye for now. Happy new year.